If you're like me, you could probably think of a million things you'd rather be doing than shopping for clothes. Between the parking, the crowds at the mall, the endless browsing, and the lack of advice online, it's enough to make you want to rock the same t-shirt and jeans forever. But you can't. So let me tell you about Stitch Fix Men. They've reimagined how to find and buy clothes, and you never even have to leave the house. It's that easy. Just go to stitchfix.com, tell them your sizes, the type of clothes you want, how much you want to spend, and bam, you're done. I did it today. And this, it was easy. I'm not, this, we're outside of the ad now. I'm not reading. I'm telling you, I went there. I clicked around, put my sizes in, tell them what I wanted. And now they're going to send me stuff. Because a personal stylist gets to work handpicking the new clothes based on your style and budget. Five items are delivered right to your door. You try them out at home and you only pay for what you keep. Shipping's free both ways. So anything you don't want, just send it back. And exchanges are always free too. You can get your fix monthly, quarterly, or whenever you like. There's no subscription required. Get started right now at stitchfix.com slash gamescast, and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all five items. That's stitchfix.com slash gamescast. What else are you going to wear? Oh, the shoe thing doesn't work here. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games Cast, episode 135. Is it that funny, Andy? Is it that funny? What's so funny about it? I, I, I was going to try to time my leg with you starting the show. Yeah. Like, I was going to try to coordinate it, but I just couldn't, couldn't get do it. Down. You couldn't get it. You're just I giggling over there. Couldn't That's couldn't the commit. Hispanic heartthrob, Andy Cortez. Hey, guys. How are you doing? What are some of the other names? I heard you on the morning show. You started thinking I was the trying sh- to, I was trying to, I was workshopping. We were having a little workshop improv moment. I was trying to do like Texan Treasure. Okay. I like that. Or the one. Texas Treasure. Okay. Um, and, and uh, what about Big Daddy Pump? Huh? What was the other one, Joey? <laughs> there was a there was a Latino lover. Yeah, there was a Big Daddy Pump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? It's nope, that's not one. WCW's not using anymore. We're gonna toss that. <laughs> yeah. So All right, I don't cool. know, we're just workshopping. Texas we'll Treasure's pretty good. The Texan Treasure. I like that. I like cool. That a lot. Cool. We'll think. And about didn't it. you get in trouble on the morning show because you can't be Hispanic and Latino? Wasn't that somebody wrote? Yeah, in they were like, you? "You're Mexican American. That's not Hispanic." Okay. I was like, oh, well. So Latino is what that is. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll, we'll figure it out. We can write into. Uh, the Guerrero family. See if they can call you Latino Heat. If we can, you can write to kind of to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to nope, that correct us. You know. And the busiest lady <laughs> in the business, Andrea Renee. Hello, I'm back. I'm glad you're back. Continuing my reign as the number one guest on the games cast. Yeah. And the Are number you still one a guest? Destiny you know, that's player. the thing. Now, now we're you're all teammates now. now. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You we're, are the we're number fire one. team. Fire team. Yeah. Let's have a chat, fire team. Woo, Woo Destiny 2. Uh, it's a show <laughs> chock full of Destiny 2 stuff. Uh, Tim, of course, dead. Tragic shark yeah. incident on the plane to Hawaii. Really sad, man. Got out of the cargo hold, got up there, got him. The on shark, the plane. it jumped real high. Yeah. <laughs> it just took him out of there. Haven't you heard about sharks on a plane? Yeah. But thank God he's not here, so we can talk about Destiny yeah, 2. We've all been playing it. a lot of Destiny 2. There will be non-Destiny 2 stuff uh, in this episode, but it's going to be there. First and foremost. I think maybe if Destiny 2 had a commercial during The Bachelor, he would know a little that's bit a more point. about it. That's yeah. a great point. First and foremost, uh, we didn't have a name bar made for this episode. Because Nick makes name Whoops. bars, Kevin makes name bars, right? He know they know all the After Effects and all that, those gizmos and gadgets and stuff like that. So we were gonna have Carboni on early in the week. Then I remembered he knows nothing. It's like talking to a wall, you know what I mean? A sheet of drywall. I don't want to talk to him about it. So we said, wait, wait, make the Destiny episode, push it here. So instead, I drew these name bars. I drew these name bars and took a photo with my iPhone. You notice my thumb that that will be included there, and then yeah. we're just gonna have them come up. And then they go away, and that's it. Now you know everybody's names. Well, they go away yet because there's a lot of stuff in there. You got Twitter handles on there. It's perfect. Spilled my name right too. 
That's what I do, Andreas. <laughs> Number two thing before we get, because I, I don't want to just harp all over the Destiny stuff, of course, is the fact that we got Destiny Pop-Tarts yesterday. Woo! Yeah! Now, we got Destiny Pop-Tarts as part of a Destiny 2 care package while we are finishing up one of our many streams. Did you notice our name on it? I didn't notice our name on it. Wow, it does say kind of funny. Wow, that 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 explains why the text is all blown out. You can't read it for sending it in. Now, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, Pop-Tarts here, they have an XP boost for free. You can get an XP boost in Destiny 2 for free. Wait, so you it. can't get the XP boost? Well, we're about to try to cheat the system. Because okay. the XP boost is free, and how you win it is you buy one of the Pop-Tarts. Check. <laughs> then, then you text this whole thing and a photo of your receipt to this, num- this number, then they hit you back with the uh, XP promo code, right? Now, of course, these were a giveaway. They gave these to us. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Third party, not even Activision, third party PR that sent them in. We appreciate it. However, to get this XP boost, what I've done is written a letter. It reads, my grandma gave me these because I love Destiny. I swear I didn't steal it. Please give me the code. Thank you, Greg. Now, <laughs> the text has been prepped, and we are sending it, and we will wait during this games cast to see if that's enough. Is that enough to get it? Oh, now, I will they so. notice that this Pop-Tart says kind of funny? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how intense the system is there to get the to get it out, but we're going to see real quick. I was joking with Andrew, though. Like, I just imagine a dude on a cell phone, like sitting in an office, receiving text messages like, okay, here's a code. I got my here's update. Your code. They already hit me back. Kellogg's, we've received your receipt. Due to the popularity of the Destiny 2 XP boost promotion, processing may take 48 to 72 hours. Thank you for your patience. Wah, wah. Just like a cue to get into so Destiny. So you knew where right? to text. Am I right? Well, yeah, I had to look online. Oh. I think a normal pop... I, that, that explains why this box seems weird. It seems weird because they printed it with kind of funny on there in very small type that I would never, ever look at. But I'm glad you saw it. I'm glad Joey that worked out. I didn't notice it either. Good job, Joey. Joey out there. Joey's out there looking out for us. Just like Patreon producer Tom Bach is. Tom Bach. Yay, making it Tom. happen out there. Fucking Spurs fan and a I Cowboys met fan. Tom and his daughter at, at PAX. PAX yeah. And I have a really cute photo that I'm going to show you okay. once I find it. Don't worry. Put it Tom up back. on the thing, oh. Cool Greg, and then like pretend you're doing it, and then it'll just match. Oh, cool. Yeah, I guess we could do that in post. Cool Greg knows how to do that in post, yeah. right? Yeah. I'll make a little note. Five, 503. 503. Tom. I'll do this. I'll just draw an arrow from Tom to Tom Bach. There you go. Now I know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now it all makes sense. Okay. While you do that, while okay. you find it, yeah. you got time. Don't worry. I want to remind everybody, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast. Each and every week, a whole bunch of us get together to talk about the things we love about video games and have a good time with you. If you like that, you can get it early. How early, Andy? Uh, Three days. So early you're watching it as we record yeah. it right now on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. That's right. For just a dollar, you get to watch us record the show live each and every Thursday. If you don't want to give us the dollar and you want to give us more money, you can give us five or ten dollars and watch or listen to the show Friday early. And if you want to just get it for free later on, no big deal. You can get it on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games each and every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific. Got a little frog in your tongue there? I, no, it was, like, it was like a burp yawn in the middle of it. Mm. Aww, look at her. So, she was very nice. Uh, email that. saw us at the, when we were at the Take This booth. Email that to Cool Greg. I will. All right. You can just email it to me too, I guess. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't even remember. I think I know Cool Greg's email. I think it's just coolgreg at <laughs> kindoffunny.com. <laughs> if you have a concern about the show, email coolgreg at kindoffunny.com. See what he's Big got to say about Big slap and papa 420. <laughs> now, now, Tim may be dead and gone. Uh-huh. Eaten by a shark on a plane. Yeah. Uh, but he left me the skeleton of how the show works. So we're going to start, I feel, with what you've been playing. However, 
Everyone backload it. Because obviously topic of the show is Destiny. So Destiny can be our final one. We've played other things before then. Andrea. Yes. Outside of Destiny 2. What have you been playing? What did you play on your way to PAX? What did you what standout game did you play at PAX? So let's talk about what I played at PAX that was excellent. I actually only played a couple of games at PAX because I was busy with panels and stuff. But everything I played, I really enjoyed. So um, two big games that I've played that I'm really, really, really excited about. Assassin's Creed Origins Ooh. and Middle Earth Shadow of War. Ooh. So I got about an hour of hands-on time with each of those titles. Nice. And was incredibly impressed with both of them. Really? So um, let's start with let's start with Middle Earth Shadow of War, and I'll try to keep this succinct. I went into my a really long in-depth thing about it on on the What's Good show. But YouTube.com slash what's good games. Um, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor was my game of the year when it came out. Loved that game, thought it was excellent, thought what Monolith did with the Nemesis system was really innovative, thought the open world and the art direction and the gameplay mechanics and the fun combo-y um, combat that felt like Arkham and the traversal system and then how unique each of the orcs were, all of it was working. So take everything that you loved about Shadow of Mordor Throw it and out like, the window. It's and gone. like, no, like, <laughs> and, and like, and like, amp it up, amp it up. It's, it's better. It's bigger. There's more to do. The, there's tribes and factions within the orcs now, and you have cooler powers and you're more of a badass. And the story stuff is a little bit more engaging because it features some characters that you might actually recognize if you're not like deep into the Cimmerillion, like some of us Tolkien nerds are. York. So, yeah. It was beautiful. So I played it on an Xbox One X. And I have to say this because I'm saying this whenever people ask me. I did have a minor issue with the Xbox One X. It looked beautiful. Controller no was great. There's obviously no trophies. Big but issue. Big issue. <laughs> um, it overheated twice in my playthrough. No shit, really? Yes. This is a dev kit or just an Xbox One X? Or? So this is not the final retail version. Okay. Um, they had it covered. So here's what happened. There was about eight stations, seven stations in this room where they were doing the um, demos. The room, by the way, frigid cold. Mm. Like me and, and Bob from Monolith were talking about how we couldn't feel our fingers because they were keeping this room so cold. Sure. And it, if you were alive last weekend and anywhere on the West Coast, you were sweating because it was super hot everywhere. Um. So that being said, the console was inside of an entertainment center that had a closed back. Most, okay. most entertainment centers these days have some kind of covering on the back. And, and the front was open, but they had it covered with a piece of canvas that had like branding on it. Because I was told that Xbox did not want the consoles on display because they were not the final retail version okay. of the console. So they had like they were covered. And so that, of course, trapped some of the heat inside there but mine was the only console that overheated all of the other ones during that other people were playing on no problems do you think it's that you were just so good you were giving commands so much fire right fire yeah um i don't know i don't know what it was but i was like i got concerned when it happened twice Mm -hmm. one time not abnormal for a console to crash during a playthrough of an unfinished build actually quite common but this wasn't the build crashing. Mm. This was the console turning off, going to black with a message that said, the console has overheated. Mm. Mm. And I was like... That's interesting. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Red so I got, flags yeah. for the red ring. No, right? So here's the thing. We were talking about this on, on my show, and I said, 
this is troubling because one, if it's isolated, then there should be a better warning system. And two, if it's not isolated, they're going to have a monumental problem on their hands. I hope that it was an isolated incident, that the hardware's not final and that it was just a fluke of bad luck. But I, what I would really like to see from, from Xbox, if this is something that their hardware team has found in their testing of their device, that maybe give me a warning that the console's starting to get hot before you just turn off. Sure. That was my biggest concern. I, I, I likened it to my laptop. When my laptop is getting close to dead, it doesn't just turn off. It gives me a warning to say, like, hey, if you don't Trouble plug ahead. us in, like, it's gonna, we're going to turn off. Yeah. So I would have hoped that... Xbox and Microsoft would have said, well, let's build in some kind of a warning system. If, if the system starts to overheat, let's put like some kind of thermometer or something in there to like warn players like, hey, you have to take a break, save your game, maybe turn it off for a yeah. while or maybe move it, like put it out where it gets some more ventilation. It's getting too hot. There yeah. was no warning. It just shut off. So all of my progress in my demo got wiped twice in my 60 minute playthrough. Not a fan of that. Don't like that. Yeah. So I was... I just I stayed cool about it because the game is so amazing that I was like, I don't care. I'll start the demo from the beginning again. I want to put a pin in the Xbox One X conversation and yeah. talk about Shadow War for a second. So yeah. I played it at Judges Week, and it's, okay, the combat's still there, but the, were you doing the thing where like, you take down the base and you run in and there's ogres and there's all these different yeah, things? Yeah, I did a fort assault, yeah. Okay, is that what you as a fan want out of that game? Because it's one of those, as somebody who doesn't, I put him in Shadow of Mordor, Played it for like an hour or whatever. Like, combat system's really cool. Not my world, but I like Nemesis and I like all that stuff. And I read the reviews and I was like, okay, cool. It's a good game. I get that. But this seems like not so much a deviation, but it's getting yeah. bigger. And I don't know if that's what people want. It's one of the many things I want about this okay. game. One of, one of the only gripes I had about the first game was that once I finished all of the story content, it felt very formulaic and samey going out into the open world and doing the random activities they had. I wasn't really, I didn't really feel compelled to go and finish all of the side stuff within the mm -hmm. open world. Even though I really fully enjoyed my time there, I didn't, like, there was no draw for me to go back. But now, I feel like they've really capitalized on what excellent sandbox games do well, which is the distractions. Right, like you're on your way to go do something and then you get distracted help, by something help, so cool yeah. in the open world that <laughs> yeah. like you forget about where, what you were actually supposed to be doing. And that to me is something, it's a fine line between it's too much stuff, I'm too distracted, I can't stay focused, yeah. and there's not enough stuff, right? Like the balance there is tricky because gotcha. all players are different. Some players love having tons of open world stuff to do and some players are like, there's too much shit on my map, I, I can't tell. Path it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. I think that they've struck that balance from what I've played. Clearly, the game's not out yet. It comes out in October, but I'll have to, you know, come back on the show and talk about it once it's out about if they actually like were able to keep that line, like to straddle that line. But okay. so far, it's right now the only game I've played that could be an actual contestant really? for Game of the Year to Horizon. Wow. Awesome. Wow. And that's also some shaded Zelda as usual from you. Listen, I'm playing Zelda right now. I'm like 50 hours deep now. It's Zelda's fine. It's fine. Game of the year. It's a fine Zelda. game. It's a fine game. <laughs> now it's fine. Let's pull, because uh, I, I don't want to go down the Zelda fight as we always end up doing. <laughs> I want to pull a pin out of Xbox One X. At your uh, What's Good Games panel at PAX, you said something very interesting. Yes. That you would maybe, th you were thinking about jumping to the Xbox One X. Correct. After talking a load of shit about it. I talked so much shit about it. What happened um, at PAX? <laughs> so here's what happened. You talk a load of shit on... 
like during Not the announcements. But like yeah. Xbox One X being like, like why does this exist? Like, yeah. sort of like thing? On, okay. on Games Daily and, and on my <clears throat> show and a variety of other places, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it talking shit. I've been an active skeptic. Um, I haven't been like being like, this is a piece of hot garbage. Why is anybody buying it? Sure, yeah. It's been like, I don't understand why people are so excited to spend $500 on it. But now that I've played two games, so I played not only Shadow of War, but also Assassin's Creed Origins in 4K on an Xbox One X. And I was like, okay, I think I get it now. Okay. And much like VR is a scene is believing, uh, I think... 4K gaming is a seen is believing kind of experience. Mm-hmm. And obviously all the PC gamers out there are like, we've been having 4K forever. But like, but as, likes talking to you guys because you always do that. You get out, you <laughs> fucking your ivory tower and you want to talk shit to us. But as, as somebody who has really not been a PC gamer since like way back when I was a kid, I didn't really get just how much of a better experience it really made it. And now I kind of get it. Mm. Now, the thing that I want to bring up is the reason why I'm excited about it now is not the reason why you necessarily would think I would be. Because the reason I've been kind of a skeptic so far is that I've been upset that Microsoft has not been showing why their exclusives are Mm. the reason why you should buy an Xbox One X. And I still hold to that. The only one that is is Forza, because it's really the only game that they've shown from their first-party portfolio on Xbox One X. The partner games are what have sold me on this. And I used to play all of the partner titles on my 360. I never Mm. played Bethesda games, Ubisoft games, EA games on my PS3. And I play them all on my PS4 now. But maybe the Xbox One X will change that. Maybe that will finally be what gets me to play them there. And then, of course, you know, I had the conversation where some people were like, well, what about the PS4 Pro? That does 4K, too. And I'm like, technically it does. But I'm sure some of the, you know, nerdier people than I who are watching the show will be like, actually, if you break down the stats, like the true resolution. It's not super sample. I was going to yeah. say Phil Spencer busts through the wall <laughs> and he's like, well, we are actually the only true 4K. Yeah. Right. So then that's when it comes down to like, that's when like the teraflops matter. Right. Yeah. Like when we're talking about the pixel breakdown 4.7 like 7 point something yeah uh, i don't know it's like super that. close can the naked eye tell the difference that's debatable uh the kind of tv you have and the processing power inside that tv also makes a huge difference as well so i don't want to get in the weeds of the technical differences you were just impressed with it i was impressed so the takeaway here is i wasn't impressed before i'm impressed now did it overheat in the only in shadow of war yes okay because these are different demo booths. Yeah, and they also I don't know if the boxes that Warner Brothers had were the same model that Ubisoft had. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't ask. Mm. But Assassin's Creed Origins is great. Assassin's Creed Origins looks great. So there was a couple issues, but overall, I am now drawn back in. So I've played every single Assassin's Creed game. Nice. Die Hard, Assassin's Creed fan, wasn't really that thrilled when I saw the opening pieces of media about Assassin's Creed Origins. Loved that they took it to Egypt. They absolutely needed to get out of Europe. If they had announced another European destination, I would have been checked out for sure. Mm. Um, but like Bayek as a character just didn't really speak to me for a variety of reasons. It's the first time I've heard anyone use his name. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, this is what I was talking about the other day because I'm... I'm I like Assassin's Creed games too. I haven't played them as hardcore yeah. as you have, right? I dropped off somewhere in there. I was just like, oh, they're all samey. And like taking a year off, I was like, all right, interesting. And then coming back, I was like, all right, great. And when I played it at uh, E3 on the Xbox One X, it was pretty again. But it was that thing of just like, 
okay, it's more Assassin's Creed. Like, I don't know if I'm feeling it being drastically. They changed the buttons, which is weird, but okay. I hope that they they allow you to remap because the way that they change the buttons is not is not good. Run and jump is. Um, so like the your light and heavy attack are now on the bumper and the trigger. Okay. Which is weird. Like Horizon kind of. Yeah, but Horizon you're shooting for the most part. Or at least I was using yeah. my bow and my arrow, bow and yeah. arrow far more yeah. than I was ever doing melee attacks. But like um so that to me like so that just f- felt off that I'm doing light and heavy attacks swinging melee using the triggers. Sure. I didn't like that. Um but I don't know if they're going to be changing the button layout. That aside. Yeah, sorry. I don't mean to throw you off. No, that's okay. Um, he just, Bike as a character just doesn't, didn't to me feel, didn't have the kind of charm that a character like Ezio had, sure. for example. Even Altair, he was okay, but still like Ezio is the one who carried that franchise for a really long time. And some of the other characters like, you know, in, in Unity and Syndicate were, were interesting um, enough, but something about Bike seems super like almost like gruff in a way. Like he's just he's like a little like the hard too ass. hard. Yeah. We want everybody to be like Nathan Drake. That's what we want. I mean, kind of. And I know that's that like that's ghost just... so much in Destiny too. Yeah. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of maybe a shitty answer because I, I'm glad that they're diversifying their cast. But at the same time, that your your protagonist has to be likable in a specific way. They don't have to be like the nice best friend, but they have to like not be a jerk, right? Mm. Otherwise, like how why you, would you connect with them? Why exa- would you want to exactly. not endearing in no way? What right. I call the Kratos problem. Why I never really connected with the first God of War games is just the fact that like, this guy sucks. He's mm. kind he of just a yells dick. at everybody and yeah. fucks them. or tears them in half, <laughs> or maybe fucks them and then tears them in half. So bad. Um, so I. I need to see more of him in the story to really kind of connect with him. But the gameplay looks and feels great. Um, a lot of the customization that they introduced over the last two games is back in an even bigger way. There's there's more crafting. There's uh, a more in-depth skill tree. There's a, a mount system now where you can change your mount, which is cool. You can ride a camel around, which is awesome. Um, the I went into a dungeon, a tomb technically, in one of the pyramids and it felt it was very reminiscent of like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and Assassin's Creed 2 where you're doing these like underground um, dungeons I don't know if you guys remember those where yeah. there's like climbing puzzles and things that like the, that I loved that in Assassin's yeah. Creed 2 like so finding the wolf armor right or whatever exactly you, yeah. so that's back that's back here at least okay. I, I saw cool. a little that's glimpse cool. of it um, in the tomb inside the pyramid and I did like a, a few um, story mission stuff like a, like some side, side quest stuff and like it seems, it seems okay. It's tough when you're dropped into a demo like, like a third of the yep. way into the game, and you're like, I don't know what's happening and why I should care about these people. Yeah, so, at, at E3, the demo we d- I did was uh, Xbox One X, and I rode into town, and there was a priest who had a boy there that he was being mean to and like flogging him because he he thought he stole the stuff, but I went yeah. and found the stuff and then fought the guys who had it and then came back and yelled at the priests and stuff. And it was like, this seems like an Assassin's Creed mission. The one thing, are you impressed with Assassin's Creed visually on Xbox One X the way you were with Shadow of War? Yes, okay. absolutely. Because for me, Vistas I thought looked great, movement looked great, but then it was... My concern with this whole, you know, these interstitials, right, of like, all right, cool, it's not the next Xbox, but it's this upgraded one where we have these different settings, was the fact that, and this is the E3, so maybe the builds change, but having the main character talk to other people and they show him in cutscenes, his face looked like it didn't have enough texture for how high res it was. And like his hood, where it's like, there's a hood and there's clearly a hole in it, like the hole was just plastered to his head, where you're like, well, 
Like, shouldn't if you would, th I would think if this was just made for this unit, it would be like cloth physics and hanging there and not look like plastered, but scaling it for so many different versions. So that problem kind of still exists. Yeah. So when I say it looks great, environments look great, the detail looks great, the art team did a fantastic job of building this world. It feels authentic. The set dressing, as it were, like within these spaces, is fantastic. People faces still a little wonky, and yeah. that's unfortunate given how many issues the previous uh, few Assassin's Creed games had with facial animations. Um, even if going into like the Ezio collection and all the problems that you know people you know posted about about that, so it's a little disappointing that they didn't spend a, more time working on that part of their animation specifically, knowing that the community has like razzed them about right. it. Right, that, so like many the times. Joke, right, of just eyeballs looking. At um, but the cutscenes that I saw looked great. Where the faces looked a little wonky is in the situations where you just like walk up to somebody like in the open world. You have a little conversation with them and then you move on. Not in the like you, like, you put the controller down, you're watching mm. a scene play out. So I don't also know like how old this build is sure. um, that I that I played. And if they're going to get better. If you're super into it, that's all I need to hear. I want, yeah. I want to be excited for this game. When does it come out? October twenty seventh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's Mario Day, right? It's it's Mario Wolfenstein Assassin's Creed. Yeah, and oh, and then Shadow of War is out two weeks ahead of time, and I know I'm not going to be done with that game that fast. So I'm like, October is stacked right now. That's been the interesting thing with Destiny. I feel like where September is actually quiet. I feel like August got crazy. There was a, it seemed like there was a big game every week or something you really wanted mm. to play. Where September seems a bit quieter after in the wake of Destiny Two, where maybe we can stick with that a bit longer. Yeah. Andy, what have you been playing recently other than Destiny Two? Um, I've only been I only played Horizon and beat oh, it. Oh right! <gasps> Yay! Yay! What'd you think? Did you like it? I liked it a lot. Yeah, uh, I I loved it actually. Uh, it was Yusuf Magid who works at Ubisoft. We were yeah. hanging out at Nick's comedy thing, and he was like, he was talking about how his girlfriend got so invested in the story that she just like wanted to watch him play it and didn't want him to play it without her. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, yeah, Horizon just it came out, and I put in like five hours. And then Zelda came out, and Zelda took my life. So I just never got it. I never went back to it. Yeah. He's like, dude, you gotta fucking play it. And I, kn I knew that. I knew yeah, I was yeah. eventually gonna have to play it. So over like the last week or so, I finally decided to beat it. Um, beautiful, of course. Like it's fucking gorgeous, right? I'm yeah. just saying old shit from like old. No, shows. but it's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> everything you see, yeah. you've heard some of the. Uh, it's yeah, it's fucking. It's beautiful. It's uh, the combat is amazing. Once you start upgrading your weapons. And you get that the better bow and the better yeah. arrows and stuff. That's when like, fuck yeah! Now I feel like I can take these things on and not be super worried about it. Um, yeah, you turn that corner right from being afraid of them to yeah. wanting them to be afraid of you. Uh, and it it uh, I feel like it dragged a little bit too long towards the end. Right. Like, there there were some parts where I just I I think it was this. Now this is like can can we go into spoiler mode for Horizon? Horizon Zero Dawn. I think you can go into okay. If so you have it. yeah, you've been warned. Spoilers. Spoilers. So I. Uh, there was a there's a mission towards the very very end where you need help from Erend at the very very end of the game. Like this is like end game type stuff. We're prepping for the final yeah, yeah. showdown or whatever. In order to do that, I needed to fucking help find out who killed a sister. Uh, and it and that mission seemed very side mission ish. I I didn't really realize that it was in the main quest line. I hear what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So this mission popped up and I was like, I'm not going to do, I, who cares about your sister? Like, I have bigger things are at hand. It's like, it reminded me of Game of Thrones. Like, the White Walkers are fucking here. You're dealing with this stupid family bullshit. The White Walkers are coming. That's how I felt. I was like, I don't care about your sister, bro. Yeah. 
So I just kept on going all along with the story. Well, you know, it came back to bite the me in the ass. The same thing happened to me. Yeah, you Came right. back to bite me in the ass. And, like, I had to go do this thing. And Aaron's like, it says you cannot do this unless you help, until you help Aaron find his sister. And I was like, oh, shit. And that quest took way too long. Mm. <laughs> like, it, it, it was just, I thought it was going to be a quick little bang, 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 figure it out. And I was like, God damn, this is like adding on like it's an like extra. It's like the movie night quest in Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> I, I, I didn't play it very far. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> I, I gave up, Andrea, yeah. You didn't uh, finish the, oh, never mind. No, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, but the, I don't know, the story was incredible. Like, I was really into it, and I made it a point to fucking read all the fucking little uh, oh, audio books, uh, yeah, audio yeah. points, and the, the messages that everybody's leaving around the world. Um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, the little post-credit scene is cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's great, man. Okay. Even, like, the credit scene. Like, showing the names pop up, and it's, like, flying through. What, running me to the Avengers. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Fucking great game. Not as good as Zelda, though, but it's a good, great game, man. It's better than Zelda. <laughs> you know it. I know it. Everyone knows it. I'm in the tank for PlayStation, but I think it is, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at PAX, I saw a game called Ben Wanderer Presents A Case of Distrust. This was in the Indie Mega booth, and it was really cool. I didn't get, I, this is a PAX where it was an in and out mission, mercenary style. Got in, did the panels I needed to, got out. So I didn't have my usual days of wandering the floor trying to see everything. So I went through the Indie Mega booth and saw, watched a whole bunch of different things. Um, from your panel, uh, everyone in the Kind of Funny Best Friends was telling me about Monster Prom. I also played Monster Prom. I went and saw Monster Prom. I watched Monster Prom. There's a huge line at this point because the jig was up. Have you heard of Monster Prom? Yeah. So like you're trying to you go through your. It's a competitive dating sim mm. where you're going through and trying to get these monsters and bring them to prom and get a date for prom and stuff. It sounds awesome. It'll be a party mode, I'm sure, at one point when we finally get our hands on it. It's out very soon. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. In like three to four weeks. Did you like what you played of it? Yes, and I don't do Sims like yeah. that. I don't play those at gotcha. all. And then the girls are like, well, oh, come on, let's go play. And then I played, and I was like, oh, the, the writing in that game is excellent. Yeah. So uh, very, very um, spot on with the insidery jokes, um, considering that the team doesn't have English as their first language. Whoa. That's very impressive. Yeah. That's awesome. They do have one guy, I think, on the team, he said that speaks fluent English. Um, but they all contributed to writing it, and then they just translate it. And I was wow. like, if you guys did that, that's a very impressive work because the jokes are really great. Yeah, that looks great, and I want to know more about it. And there was a bunch of other games that looked great, too. But the one that caught my eye, and I, I went and actually made a point to play, was this Ben, Wa- ben Wander Presents a Case of Distrust. What it is is it sounds stupid because it's I'm like a million, but it's like you're, and I know other games look like this and feel like this, but this one's got something to it that I can't put my finger on. But it's a noir detective story. You're a female detective. And what it is is you're there's all these like stylized like your apartment or whatever, and the text is coming down over it, and you're reading it, and it looks like a page out of a book. And then you get to you 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 know the paragraph ends, and the next paragraph's about to begin, and it's like three choices that you make, and then you so you make which line, you choose which line you, you want to talk about, what line you'd want to investigate, and then the story keeps unfolding that way. And then the gameplay part of it was like. You know, the, the, it was a very simple problem in the beginning, I think, just to give you a taste of it. But, like, you know, this cat who always wanders into the detective office has wandered into the cat detective office. And you have to prove to it that there's no food for it in the house. 
And so you can click on all sorts of different stuff. And it's all like silhouetted. And then you you can once you click on stuff and you have it in your like you know inventory, but not really. You can go back to the dialogue and like ch- ch- you know like use use the lamp to prove that there's no food, which doesn't work. Obviously, it's kind of like you start put. But you can see where as a detective, I'm b- going to be building a case or trying to pr- catch people in a lie. And eventually, you know, you click on the fridge. There's no food. You show it to that. And then a, a guy shows up, and it's got this like great. You know, when you say noir detective story, you can picture like black and white and like silhouette and smoking and stuff like that and that's the feel to this game and this guy shows up that you don't like and like it's expressed through the thing but then his quotes are there and again it's just all bopping audio you're not getting like vo or anything uh and like you know it's like you know do you want to slam the door on him do you want to say fuck off do you want and i'm like i slammed the door but he puts his foot in it and it was like it was like this great story it was such a good story i would read it in general let alone play it and so it ended way too quick but it gave me enough of a taste to be like totally on my radar you know i i I think i believe it was ben who was giving me the demo that i was talking to game seems awesome i'm super stoked to know more about that one it sounds like pc only yeah right now that's what it's Uh on there and what they were i was playing on obviously and then on the other end of the spectrum didn't play it but watched an extended demo of it because i was hosting a live stream was far cry 5 and far cry 5 since the beginning i've been like okay i love far cry i love america as you know (laughs) i love shooting americans so like this one's right up my alley and uh but it was that weird thing of like juxtaposition how's it gonna work yada yada please break that audio Uh, but you know this is a giant demo that started uh, it started where the original e3 kind of demo we did you know we come down there's like the bus and you shoot all the people Mm -hmm. that wasn't the actual demo they had to play through that to get to the next part and then it was walking through the town and it was talking to molly i believe it is the woman who runs the bar who we've seen from the trailers and i can't wait to see nick i haven't seen nick since i saw this but you're walking through and there's a guy named i think it's casey seagal and you walk over, and he's like Steven Seagal's character. The, I'm just a cook. I'm just a cook. He's in his apron. I'm a lowly, lowly cook. And he's going <laughs> to give you like missions and shit. And I'm like, this is fucking stupid and cool. Like, this is more Far Cry. And this is exactly, I got, the, the guy got into a, a Mack truck, just the front part of it. You know what I mean? A big, a big rig and was driving around, like knocking over people and doing all these crazy stuff. And then you got in a plane and were flying the plane and shooting stuff and blowing. It was like, yeah, this is Far Cry. I, I, you forget why you love Far Cry if you, you haven't played it in a while, but this is awesome. And you, There's this whole fishing thing where you go there and you can just fish and fish and fish and you can use them obviously as a thing, but we finished fishing and turned around and there was like a, a coyote there that was attacking people and it's like, yeah, okay. This is going to be Far Cry. This is going to be great. So like the kooky sort of quirky writing. like Because uh, when Far Cry 5 was co- first coming out, Andrew, and all the things were being leaked, I was like, this game seems right up my alley. It's like very serious tone. Like, it looks, like, very weird, and, like, this weird cult is, like, you know, I was so excited for it. It reminded me a lot of True Detective. And then once we started seeing stuff and, like, they released a trailer, I was like, yeah! Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, it's... It's it's still Far Cry. It's still Far it's Cry. It's not at all going to be... But now I've, I've turned that corner. I've accepted it. Uh, I think the more and more we see of it, the more it'll make more sense. Because at first it was that initial blush of, like, oh, my God, like, it's like the Branch Davidian compound. And then it was like, well, no, it's crazy, and he's crazy. And, like, oh, okay, and then, okay, we're flying a thing and shooting shit. And like, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then shout out to everybody's golf. Which until oh. Destiny Two, I oh, was still, still playing, playing that too. Yeah, Are you, I can't. I mean, I can't. Like Jen is still playing it. The house is now maneuvered too. She's more obsessed than anyone I've ever met now with every, everybody's golf because she's insane about it. She's playing it. She's about to be rank seven. Like get done with that. Oh my god, thing. she's over the. I mean, she's she's insane. But I give her the big TV and then I'm playing on my game screen on the coffee table <laughs> playing Destiny <laughs> Two. How have you not gotten side by side TVs yet? She was not open to it when we first moved in because she wants an adult living room, which I understand. However, I think I'm wearing her down now. Good. Because it would just be, why don't we just get two big screens in here? Let's just, let's not fuck around anymore. Well, you could do like what we do. We have, we don't have two, I mean, and granted we have to take turns with the big, big television. We have 
a 65 inch, which is like the main TV. Mm-hmm. And then we have like a 42 inch on a rolling cart. Oh, right. Your cart. I've seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then because we both travel so much, we actually don't get to play side by side as often as I'd like. Mm -hmm. So we just push the other TV like in the corner where it's out of the way. See, the thing about it is, and I, and I, this is the whole reason that I haven't bought a PlayStation 4 Pro, that Xbox One X. I'm like, cool, if it's for you or whatever. Like, I'm just not that guy. Like, I like playing on the smaller screen. I was talking about this, I think, on our first stream, right? Where, I had never heard of anybody wanting to play on a smaller screen until Scott Lowe was talking to me when he was like super into competitive uh, Call of Duty and then I think even with Destiny where he at his old place had a smaller TV set up in the kitchen that he would sit at and play those games at because he's like, well, it's just easier to move the screen and have your reticle and I, I, I don't know if that's true or false, but it worked for him. So me playing on the little screen, I didn't care. Like, And it was the same thing where Jen is just so into everybody's golf. I'm like, you go. And like when we were both playing everybody's golf and playing online together, I was playing on the little screen right there. But I don't really care. Like, I'm just cuddled up next to her, playing on a little screen. Everything's fine. We're just a cute little married couple. Yeah, but once you get, once you finally get a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X or both, you're going to want to, you're going to want all that beautiful graphics on the big screen. Well, now, how, where are you? You were talking the other day about, it was on the stream. John was trying to break oh you down gosh. to buy a 75 John is trying inch. to convince me to buy a 75 inch 4K TV. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. They're still pretty do expensive. It, I'm just saying how this is a discussion. If Jen called me right now, I'd be like, I don't think we have the money, but do it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. No, we'll listen, pull he, the trigger, babe. But you won't buy a PS4 Pro? Well, then I would have to, probably. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? That, well, that's what he meant. He won't have the money for all the other things. The domino. When's the domino? <laughs> yeah. I've been on. I've been. Ta- I've been public about that lately. Yeah. Of like using the PlayStation 4 Pro here, and like, it's like, eh, maybe I, I. I now to to credit, this is a 4K TV. And this is going to sound blasphemous to all of the PC Master Race folks and everybody who loves these things. Honestly, playing on this thing on the PlayStation 4 Pro and then going home and playing on my regular PS4 on the game screen, I'm like, yep. I can't really notice the difference. This is just a game. This is the same game. I don't know what I'm You saying. sound like my mom. I'm sorry. Like, I'm an idiot. When my dad was like trying to make the switch from fucking like SD to HD there's, in like 2000, there's a huge my mom was gap like, there. I just don't see the difference. <laughs> there's a huge gap. That's not the same thing at all. Ah. Well, but maybe, outside of that, so maybe, maybe we'll do it. You should do it. Okay. I did uh, playing uh, everybody's golf in 4K. Yeah, tell you what, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Are you playing? Do you have a 4K TV home too? No, I was at Robbins. Oh, okay. But the thing is, like, I I like walk super close to it, and I like made the switch, and I saw like the, the little pixels. <laughs> I was like, that's 4K. It's like there when it is. You, it's Thank like you. when you go from a regular computer screen to Retina, and yeah. you didn't notice that like. That's what you needed in your life. You're like, whoa! Yeah. I didn't know it could look this good. I'm just, mm-hmm. I think I'm just, I'm just stupid, is what it comes <laughs> yeah. down to. Because it is that same thing. I'm the guy who's like, fucking, fuck your OLED Vita. The, the new slimmer Vita is the better Vita, and I have to argue this all the time because it doesn't have the OLED screen. Everybody's like, oh OLED. I'm like, you know what you're talking about. It's smaller. It's compact. It's got Organic colors. Organic light emitting diodes. No, I know. No, I mean, I know. I didn't know what that meant. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, like, I know. Now that. we no, all I, do. I wasn't arguing. I don't know. Anyways, Destiny Two. Ladies and gentlemen, is what we've all been playing. This is topic of the show. Outside of we- this week in gaming, that's pretty much the rest stop, of the show. Stop, 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 stop. Thank you. Thank you for watching the Still programming. Doing. What a good fan. Still doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great community member. Great community member, uh, <laughs> Maxim Cortez. Andrea, I believe you are definitely in the room. I'm not debating that in the room you're the biggest Destiny fan I know. I'm, 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 I'm trying to what argue. Gave it away? I'm trying to argue if you're the biggest <laughs> Destiny fan in general I know. Like I know Adam Boys played it nonstop. Do you consider yourself oh, outside a bit better than I Adam Boys? I definitely have played it far more than Adam cool. Boys has, okay. but I don't think I've played it more than Fran, 
or any of those guys. Destin, 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 Destin is when I'm on. Destin is always on. Yeah. Okay. Like so, when I log in, he's there. You know who else also plays a lot? Um, Panda Musk. I don't think I'm friends with him on. Oh, PSN. you got you got to get up with him. Yeah. Also, shout out! I keep forgetting to put this on the morning show or kind of funny games daily, and it works better as morning show, even though it's gaming content. Panda Musk and Danny Weissner, who of course did Go Beyond, did uh, uh, the producer World Is Saved. Seducer. Yeah, producer seducer. All the all the music animated videos we do, they did their own uh, Guardians Two mashup with Thunder. Or, so Destiny Two uh, Guardians mashed up with Thundercats uh, music video. What? Original song, original video. Video. It's fucking phenomenal. Check it out. You it go is to so good. Twitter.com watch it right slash Panda Musk. We'll, wa- we'll watch it with the chat afterwards. Okay. Because uh, we're live streaming. But uh, go check it out. YouTube.com slash Panda Musk or just Twitter.com slash Panda Musk. You'll find it. Nathan Fillion commented on it. Like he quote tweeted it. I was like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. More power to them. That's such a great video. Sorry. I digress. No. Andrea, yes. as the Destiny person in my life that I don't hate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What do you think of Destiny 2? Um, I think it's great. It's not like you were going to say good. I know. Yeah. I know. Great. (laughs) You caught me. Um, I think it's, it's great because they've, they've picked some stuff, but it's not excellent yet. It hasn't, hasn't, it's not like a plus. I'd say right now it's a solid a minus. Okay. Um, and it could be better. There are some issues. We, I ranted a little bit on kind of funny games daily, um, about, the shaders. I know right. we're going to get into it here, but like, there's also some other issues that I have. So Lay them on me, start let's, them on. let's start with the good. Okay, good. Here's, the, here's my main question. Yeah. Do you think this is better than destiny one at launch? Yes. Okay. Like without question. Yeah. I think this is leagues are better than destiny one. Absolutely. Right? Like, you know, I'm better. having so much fun in this game. The environments are so beautiful. The store, the cutscenes are interesting. Like, I mean, no, what are you doing? I'm not because that felt like such a new experience to me. What did? It was fresh. It was a fresher experience. So I, I had oh, a, I had I a lot more fun at launch. Now I had fun playing with you guys yesterday when we were playing on stream. But it, it again, it just it feels identical. But go ahead with your stuff, Angie. No, I mean <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that. So the good is that the the really rock solid first person shooting mechanics that Bungie is known for are back. Yeah, they are super smooth. They're solid. I mean. They have like a few small hitches to work out, but I'm just gonna chalk that up to like launch week woes. Um, I think that they'll like button up any potential issues within the next like week or so. Um, the graphics look beautiful. The I remember the cutscenes in Destiny just being so beautiful and being so sad that there weren't more of them. Mm. There are more here, but they are still spaced a little too far apart. There's still the the story content is still kind of like. Um, you know, separated in a way that makes it feel not cohesive, if that makes sense. Like, you have to go s- chase down the story in Destiny instead of it just being sure. right before you. Like, I love playing campaigns in FPS games because you can just sit down for several hours and play through this really amazing cinematic experience. And in Destiny, you can't really do that because they kind of lock them off certain areas. For example, we were going to go to Io last night, which is one of the new planets, um, which is technically, I think, a moon of Jupiter. And I couldn't go because one of the people in our fire team wasn't the right level. And we experienced that when we were playing together, too. Right. Um, and so Thanks, that- Andy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> My bad. 
But before I felt like in, in the previous Destiny, I felt like you could still bring people in as long as the fire team leader was of the right rank. But apparently they're not doing that this time. Maybe I'm wrong. Somebody can correct me on that. But And that's the whole thing is I don't understand it either. Somebody who, you know, interested in Destiny, know I'm going to play it, go to the reveal event, and then kind of just like, all right, cool. I don't need to know anything else about it. I thought, yeah, the whole point of this was being able to shepherd people through content and do these kind of things. Exactly. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to work and if they're going to fix that or change it or if maybe I'm just maybe it's just for this campaign content. I don't know. It's still like super fresh. So it's a little early to yeah. to have definitive answers on a lot of this stuff. Um, the other thing that I like is um, the quality of life changes. Thank God they added a goddamn map. Like that was something <laughs> that you had to ask for. It was super frustrating that whenever you needed to look up where you were going in Destiny, you had to go to the internet and look up a Google Google image search of the map of the area you were in that somebody in the community created. And they have a, a map system now and a fast travel system. You no longer have to go to orbit to go to another destination. You can just direct select it from the from the menu system, which is awesome. You don't have to turn in quests, which is great. A lot of small, what they call quality of life improvements yeah. in the play process that makes the game a little bit more fluid. So you're not having to run around all the time to do errands, which is great. Um, Jason Schreier mentioned he disconnected like mid midway through some mission and it started off right from the most recent like checkpoint. Very nice. And he's like, man, this just feels like an apology for Destiny 1 because Destiny <laughs> 1, would, I would have had to just, like start all the way over. So yeah, yeah that seems like a quality of life sort of fix. Yeah, so they've fixed a lot of that little stuff that people like me that have pl played a lot of Destiny kind of suffered through and now new players aren't going to have to suffer through that and that's excellent. It was... Disappointing to me, the first of a few disappointments, that the clans weren't ready to go live at day one. Um, do I think it was necessary for them to be ready at day one? No, but they pushed them so hard. And there are so many different steps, both in the game and in the companion app, that are like, mm. join a clan, join a clan. And even NPCs at the farm are like, oh, what have you heard about You know, joining up with a clan? Um, that for them to not have that feature active during launch seems like a miss sure andrew francis writes in to kind of funny and says do any of you think that clan servers not being active yet is hurting the game i think it hurts the experience in that respect it hurts it in the way that like andy and i are in our little kind of funny clan and i want to add people to it and do this stuff but like not knowing how it all works and how the xp builds and all this different stuff and also like this is the time i'm playing I'm, i assume i'm gonna be playing the most of it maybe like i said i keep I'm enjoying myself so much and playing with you guys and then I think playing with the best friends. Like, I hope I don't fall away from this soon, but I know how I usually go with games where after a couple weeks something else comes out and I get distracted by the shiny object. I feel like it'd be awesome to have it now, but I personally don't think it's hurting the game in terms of people are staying away from it because of it. Well, I don't think so either. Yeah, in fairness, clans are really the most important with more of the end game the content. Stuff, so right. Nightfall in particular, clans are good for... Um, raids, of course, clans are essential for. And then once you get into some, like, Prison of Elders, I, my, I ran with my clan a lot. And then once you get, like, Iron Banner, you want your clan. They haven't announced what the replacement for Iron Banner is going to be yet. I know they have competitive play now, a competitive playlist in the casual playlist in, in Crucible. But stuff like that, but you're not going to get to that for probably the first... 20 plus hours of play mm. so depending on how serious of a gamer you are maybe that's your first week maybe that's your third week sure. depending on sure. how many hours you can devote to playing each each week so it's okay but just a little disappointing so that's one thing 
the biggest thing that I'm disappointed with is how they've integrated microtransactions into the game, like right away in a real gross way. Real gross. It's really gross. So to bring you up to speed, if you're listening on Monday, we're recording this on Thursday. Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday is all about, we have a giant section. Of it. And I'm not saying we're, we're yeah. talking about it here. We're talking about the shader thing. In, but in terms of timeline, everybody's mad about it today. Jim Sterling's video went up. Uh, Luke Smith put up his This could all be it. fixed by Monday. Yeah, and that's my... And that, I I, I, well, it's, I mean, that's just the shader issue. The, the microtransaction issue is a much broader thing. I got really angry when I found out that the silver that I had bought in Destiny would not transfer over to the silver in Destiny 2. That's bullshit. So I got pissed about that because I was like, hey, now this money that I bought is locked into a game that's no nobody's playing anymore. And you can't bring the items over even if you wanted I to can't bring the, I can't bring the emotes over. I can't bring anything over. Now, I understand that... For a variety of reasons, they made that decision. I just don't like it. I'm mad about it. At the very least, let me cash out the unused silver that I haven't spent and transfer it over. Even if I have to take a cut, like if there's like a transfer fee or whatever, that's fine. But the fact that I now can't use it at all is frustrating that I bought like a silver pack and then I held on to it thinking, well, I don't know when they're going to release a new emote. I'm going to want to have silver to spend it on that. And then I just didn't end up spending it all. And now it's stuck there. Yeah. I'll um, say this. I will, I would feel less angry about that, about losing all your silver and everything. If this game was like demonstrably different from part one. Sure. But it's, yeah. it's just, it looks the same man. Yeah. and it plays. Uh, keep going. I, I'll, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. You're fine. Yeah, I mean, it's a conversational podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Frank. Get we, in here, Andres. Come on. <laughs> um, I'll just I'll just mention this. So there was a really good article on on Polygon that kind of summed up well, like how microtransactions are affecting the game, not specifically from the shaders' uh, point of view, but just from overall. So the article was about which um, trans- microtransactions are available as of launch. Um, so after you complete the game's third mission, Spark, that's when tests ever Everest shows up at the farm. So this is Eververse Trading Company where you buy the silver and you can get things. So they have emotes. Emotes are back. I was disappointed that I spent so much money on emotes and I couldn't even bring a single fucking emote over. But I digress. (laughs) Um, The big thing here in Destiny 2 is bright engrams. So these engrams um, contain special loot. And the loot... Um, contains emotes, sparrows, ships, ghost shells, and weapon ornaments. So the really controversial thing here that they mention is that some of these things can affect gameplay, specifically mods that are brand new for Destiny 2. So an elemental weapon mod will change the element of an energy or power weapon. So it's essentially a pay for respec for a gun. Now, Destiny had... Uh, a, th- a way to do that in the previous game, but it wasn't tied to silver. It was tied to in-game currency that you earned just mm-hmm. by playing the game. So that made more sense that, you know, you do certain activities, you earn this thing, and then you can re-roll the specs on your gun. But tying it to real-world money is problematic, especially for PvP content. So there's also a chance to get character stats and arm- or character stat armor mods, which slightly, in quotation marks, we don't know how slightly that is as of yet because the game's still so new. Enhance a character stat, such as how quickly your health regenerates. And finally, ability cooldown armor mods allow you to use your subclass abilities, the rates at which you generate grenades, melee attacks, and super attacks more often, which is incredibly problematic for PvP. So this is 
frustrating from the sense that like, why on earth would Activision even contemplate even a potential, even a slightly quotation marks, pay to win system tied to real world money? I, especially when Destiny PVP, like, I mean, it just didn't need it. You didn't need to bring that element in. And I know that it only makes a difference in competitive play, but we don't know just how extensive the matchmaking or the balancing is in competitive play yet because the game's still so new. But like in Iron Banner, it made a huge difference what kind of gear you were bringing in and, and the armor that you had and the stats on that armor could make or break your experience in a PvP match in Iron Banner. Now, most PvP matches are, you know, you, you're balanced out, like the stats of your armor is kind of leveled to the sense that everyone's kind of on the same playing field and just your skill level is what differentiates your how, if you win or lose, but... This is troubling. So it's also worth noting that uh, Polygon writes that the bright engrams from Eververse will only give you rare or the blue mods while you can earn better legendary mods in the game. And one player on Reddit said that the gunsmith will sell legendary mods after you complete the Destiny 2 campaign, which would then make Eververse's less useful mods essentially obsolete. So, like, that's a whole nother problem, too. <laughs> All this I'm investing in or what I'm buying here. Anyway, what a, what a fucking headache. <laughs> I, I you got, I would love to hear the points of view from the people inside of Activision or Bungie that were like, "Guys, this is a fucking terrible idea. We're going to get roasted for this shit." And I, I like and they they lost. And yeah. they lost out to probably Activision who was like, "Nah, we're doing this." Yeah. It's such a bummer, man. It's so shitty. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about it when I was talking about on uh, Games Daily today, right? Is the fact that Destiny 2's out it's clearly a phenomenon, as you'd expect. Everyone's playing. Everyone's talking about it. You don't need to give people bad news. You don't need to give them a reason to, to rain on the parade. And that's exactly what this is. This is the biggest red flag there could be for this, where if this wasn't happening, what are we mad about? You're the, riding so high right now. <laughs> the, the PlayStation Q ride or the problems they were having last night or maybe this PlayStation 4 Pro bug that people are talking like all these minuscule problems whereas this one, everybody's like, wait, well, this fucking sucks. Like, why would I... I don't want to do this at all. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you know, like... Jim's video uh, for Jim Sterling, like where he talks about this, like it's not even just about the shaders as much as it's about the loot boxes and how loot boxes just don't make sense for this. Where why would you make people gamble on trying to get the things they want that are one time use to assign to this to do that? Why would you at any point? And I'm not at all familiar with Crucible. Uh, I've never been a PvP person. I played it last night because I was like, there's a trophy assigned to it. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> At some point, I'm going to have to do it. So I was like, maybe it's I'll, just... I'll, we'll play with you. Yeah. It's, it's more fun when you're playing with friends, especially now that it's especially now that it's 4v4. Yeah. Um, three of us and a best friend. We can easily get somebody else. Yeah, that, we got it. And that was the thing is like, I jumped into just deathmatch and just got my fucking face beat in. Sure, you know yeah. what I mean? But then I, we did the capture zone. I was doing fine. I was competitive with those people. It was like, great. But I'm like, I don't want to do this. And then it was like, all right, milestone achieved. It was like, great. No trophy pop. And then it was like, another milestone. About, I'm like, fuck this. I'll do this later if I ever worry about the platinum or even if I want this trophy. But to, why would you, yeah, why would you go in there and fuck around with that? Why would you let PvP be affected by any of these decisions? Make it PvE only and then who the fuck cares? Yeah. But people will still complain about, like, I think Jim Sterling mentioned in the video, like, yeah, well, it doesn't affect, uh, it's just, um, it's just the, the way you look. It just changes the way you look. But, like, but that affects your gameplay. That affects your enjoyment of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He also made a great point about, like, yeah, you're just, Feeding these people's like some people's addictive personalities. Yeah, for loot box for games. Yeah. Gambling, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, and that's and the, I mean to the shader thing, and hopefully by the time you hear this on Monday, I I I, I on the games daily was like, I predict they're gonna fix this. They're gonna be like, 
We hear you. We because they can't not. This is a game that exists on the community, like you brought up. There's 39,000 upvotes on the red the subreddit about like, hey, this fucking sucks. Like, yeah. you can't sit there and Luke Smith put out his four tweet thing that I didn't I didn't agree with in terms of like. Oh, it, was no, a, it was a lame response. It, may, it, it makes you want to rerun the raid or this mission or whatever to try to get that. I'm like, right, because rerunning the raid is so easy. Yeah, to get in there and get the cool shader. No, I don't worry about that. I would want the again. Uh, I would want the shader to be able to apply to. Everything? Yeah, like you just have a standard shader that can go on your fucking arm pieces exactly. and your helmet. The perfect world is you get the shader, it's it's unlimited use, and then yeah, you can cycle it into what you want. It's not just, hey, pff, black or whatever, right? Or yeah. gold. It's like, okay, cool. Gauntlet's gold, chest piece black, and, and we're on our way. And then if I want to swap them out, swap them in, whatever, do that. Yeah. And I would imagine they'll move back to that eventually. Or and I, what I imagine it'll be is, hey, we hear you. We're going to change it. There'll be unlimited uses. Maybe they'll still sell them in loot boxes and do that, but it's unlimited uses. It'll be in, implemented in a patch in two, three, four weeks. Yeah, whatever. the consumable part is really the part that I take issue with. And the reason I do that is because they've now brought these shaders into the the loot boxes in a, in a bigger way. And you know, some people on, on Twitter and in the chat had said, oh, well, once you hit level 20, the shaders start dropping a lot more. And I'm like, I don't care if they start dropping a lot more. What if it's not the color that I like? What if I get like 17 shaders of this one blue that I'm like, I don't like that blue. I want my armor to be purple. You know, and that to me is the problem is that if you're asking people to buy the shaders and then have them be consumable, that's gross. Consumable skins is gross. I will pay the money for the skin. I will always pay for cosmetic items. I pay a, a ton of money for them in Paragon. But they're not... like If I put on my $5 skin and then I switch it to another skin the next day, I can still go back to that other one whenever I want to. Like yeah. The fact that you that they're consumable is... Just, I can't get over that. I'm it, so angry also, about it. this game isn't free to play. <laughs> no, it's not free to play. dollars game depending <laughs> on what fucking, you know... <laughs> Yeah. Collector's edition you bought or whatever. And that's and that's the oh, thing of like man. in a game where you change your look so often, I want to be able to change my colors yeah. just as often. And I don't understand why it would be like that and why you would go the opposite way of that. Um other things that I don't like about Destiny. Sure. <laughs> well, I'm well, having quick. fun. Yeah, I was gonna say do fun. you like Destiny too? I do. I like it a lot. Are you gonna be addicted to it again? Um I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Um like right now, I wanna play, right? Yeah. This like Knowing that I have a party mode still to edit and knowing that I don't want to be here over the weekend editing because I really didn't do that last week. Yeah. I just like, fuck, I want the weekend to be all Destiny all the time. Right? Yeah. Um, I really like it. I, I like it a lot. I don't love it. I'm not like in love with it or whatever. But right now it's a hot thing. I want to play with friends. Um, I have friends back home that want to play with me, you know, so that's why I'm, I'm really into it right now. Um, the Some issues I have with it. Um, I'm really interested to know the budget of this game because they sure as hell didn't have to work very hard on creating a whole lot of more villains because they are identical except for a few visual bells and whistles. Uh, they like the, the, the taken creatures, right? The taken creatures that you encounter, like the black and white ones are like, it's, it's a different sort of skin sort of shader thrown on an already existing model with an already existing animation the um there's a lot of same world prop pieces that i've seen from destiny 1 that are in destiny 2 like how the the um the the moon io looks like the black garden yeah um character creator is i fucking identical uh, yeah i you, can't that's egregious i can't believe that dude yeah, i saw this brought up by a kind of funny best friend rahul kohli 
Uh. But Travis wrote in and said, why are there no beards in this game? They've done nothing. It's the exact same thing, right? It's it, it, it looked it looks identical. They may have changed just the background to say, hey, it's a different background. But like the hair colors, the skin colors, the eye color, the um, like it's been three fucking years. Make make three more hairstyles, man. It's it's so shocking to me. I was honestly like, wow, this is identical. Also, um, <laughs> this is gonna be like not a great comment to say, but Hot the tape. game just it looks like The Last of Us on PS3. It okay. doesn't look as beautiful as I think you all as you all think it does to me. Like when I when I'm when I was playing last night, the now I had just come straight from Horizon, right? And Horizon is gorgeous. Yeah, it's probably the best looking game of the year. The there are just some things that are like I was complaining to Joey about this. Like the this is like really nitpicky, but like the rocks, if they're in near a river, they gotta look wet, man. Yeah. The the blades <laughs> of grass have to have some sort everything has like everything in our world has a level of specularity to it. The grass has to sort of shine when you run by it. Or like big leaves have to be kind of shine. Like there's just there's there were a few moments when I was uh I was in the um European dead zone. dead zone, EDZ, and I'm looking at this vista, and it just looks flat. Like, nothing pops to me. Nothing looks, like, mind-blowing to me. There are some great moments when you're underground or in some certain parts where they do really cool things with lighting, where lighting's sort of hitting water in a pretty way, and there's there's cool, like, sort of, like, um, color profiles that they do for certain shots, but... Like, visually, I'm just so underwhelmed, man. I, no, I'm glad you brought out. that up because I was, well, we were playing yesterday and we got to um, Titan, the base, like, on the water planet. Mm -hmm. And I made, like, an offhand comment about their ocean tech. And, like, it does look, it was bad. Yeah. Waves are not round. Yeah. Right? Like, when you look at waves in an ocean, they're not, definitely not round. So, they have peaks and then they have white caps and, like, they have movement. And it's it was crazy, especially coming off of playing Assassin's Creed Origins because Ubisoft's ocean tech team, like, did a fantastic job with the water in that game. And water is one of those things in video games that really, when you look at it, it almost defines how good the graphics team did on that game. Mm -hmm. Like, did they nail the water? And... The water in Destiny does not look great. And it's frustrating because I remember taking so many screenshots of the skyboxes in the original Destiny thinking, wow, this looks really beautiful. And I looked up at some of the skyboxes so far in Destiny 2 and I was like, oh, that's nice. But I wasn't stunned. I wasn't yeah, like yeah. in awe the way I was in the original Destiny. And I don't know if that's because they're reusing art or if because they just... Uh, the the better stuff is down the down the game that I haven't seen yet, or what the deal is. Now, surely they, you know, sixty percent of the art in this game is from Destiny One. Like, obviously, they have to make a lot more, um, I like armor items and weapons and things like that. Uh, even the newer planets will have new environmental assets and stuff like that. But, um, I'm really really curious to know what the budget was. Art-wise, from Destiny One to Destiny Two, it's got to be Destiny One had to have had a much larger budget, just because. Uh, when when I first saw Destiny Two, I'm really it gets me frustrated, man. When I first saw Destiny Two, I thought, you know what? Hopefully, this is an early build, right? There, there, nothing pops out to me. Nothing. There's no like visual effects that really look incredible to me. Um, the I gave Destiny 1 a pass. Did you ever play Destiny 2 on PC? Did you play in the PC mm -hmm. beta? Yeah. Did you feel the same way about the PC version of the game? 
I'd say so, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's surprising because yeah. I thought the visuals. Bullshit! On- You've been on the show saying no, it beautiful. ran great. It ran incredible. Yeah, it runs fucking beautiful. Okay. Right, sixty frames, well, sixty frames and up or whatever. Yeah, uh, on with unlocked frame unlocked, rate. Unlocked, yeah. Um, but the the when I first saw Destiny two, my problem with it was Destiny one was um, also on three sixty and PS three, so they had to make the game with a framework knowing that this has to run on these much older consoles, these much less powerful consoles. Yeah. On, but now we're making a big jump, and they did mention, "Hey, we got this new engine." I can't. It doesn't look like a new engine to me, man. Like it looks like, it looks like with a little bit of doing, this game could run on 360 and PS3, just like Destiny One did. My thing is, somebody who played a lot of vanilla Destiny, right, right when it came out, and then came back real briefly for the Taken King. But I think I just did the up and maybe finished the story. I don't know if I did that. It's way more colorful. In detail, more detail than I thought it was. I agree. The ocean looks terrible. There's plenty of things that look boring or I'm like, this seems, I rem- I don't remember it by name because I'm not that Destiny player, <laughs> yeah. but I remember doing something similar to what this is. But then there yeah. are times where it's like, man, the purple's bleeding into greens and the, there is this night sky or just the, uh, the like even the tower in where the one guy is that sounds like Khaleesi's friend. <laughs> like his, like the whole, the way Devrin, it's all, or Devrim. the way it's all overgrown there and stuff. I'm like, this is cool. This is a cool environment. I think that's more for me is like. There are sections where I'm like, oh, this is pretty. Or even though the ocean sucks in that one section, the one that the, like the you know crate comes by because we're like supposed to be on a platform that's rocking. I'm yeah. like, that's cool. They're doing something here that's visually cool. Maybe not beautiful. Maybe not breathtaking. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just and again, Destiny is an open world. Many different landscapes that you're playing in. It, and it has to be able to run with other players and other, yeah. you know, so it's the same when people like talk shit about World of Warcraft. It's like, well, obviously it's a very old game, right? But it's a massive world and there's sometimes like 80 players on screen or whatever. So you have to take that into account. But it's just when I look at Destiny 1, I don't see the next gen jump to Destiny 2 with this new engine that they're using. I, I don't see it. And it really bums me out. So... Here's the question I want to throw out because we have a million questions. I'm just going to pepper them in. Yeah. Matthew Coleman says, in three weeks, will any of you still be playing this? Yes, absolutely. Are you going to be I probably playing? will. Yeah. I'd like to think I will be. I'd like to think we all keep going and keep doing it and then we all branch off and find more people. You know, because like the people are like, I feel like, you know, we've been streaming every day for like the entire afternoon or whatever. Today's our first afternoon off of doing it. I'm like, man, I'm making a lot of progress. And then I'll look and like, Sean Pitts is on there with this like fucking crazy score. Destin and all these people have already beaten the game. And I'm like, fucking gee, am I behind or am I in the right place? No, they, some people that we know got it early and started a whole. Well, we got it early. But, but, but you guys haven't been playing nonstop. Yeah, exactly. Destin, I get. Like, Destin, I knew would pass me and do all this stuff. But it's just like, in general, people are like, well, beat the campaign. Now the grind started. I'm like, fuck, I guess I'm like level 13 now or something like that. So I mean, I'm close. I mean, I wish I would have started Destiny a week prior, or Horizon a week prior to Destiny coming out. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. starting at the, at the same time was a terrible idea. Yeah. yeah. For me, as somebody who lapsed on it, and maybe it's just the excitement of the moment, because that is a big thing for a game like this, but it is exciting and it is cool, and there, I do like that, like, I don't know what's going to happen, and when will I get better equipment, and when will I be able to put on a shader and do all, you know, a shader I like and all these like. I hope to keep playing it. I hope to be around for a while. I'm enjoying it enough to that thing. And maybe it's part of it, I think, is definitely the fact that I played my 25 hours of Vanilla Destiny, a little bit of Taken King, and then never came back, right? So for me, I'm not like, I've seen all this before. I'm like, oh, this is fucking cool. Now, granted, the enemies I've seen before, that was the first thing where I was like, oh, these are all the same dudes. Like, I, I remember mean, you, Servitor or whatever. Yeah. It's that, that 
is a big disappointment for me as well that and I and I complained about this directly to Bungie whenever I would see them at preview events to be like, really, you couldn't muster a new enemy type like that was the most outrageous ask for a sequel that you make a new enemy. Yeah, I mean, uh, in addition to the Kamal and the Vex, I was just saying like a yeah, new, a new like race. A new, or something. Like a new type, yeah, like a new type. Does it feel weird that the most arguably forgettable enemy, the Cabal, are now the main antagonists? Like people are seeing, you know, what I mean, like they—it's not like we're alone in seeing. The yeah. Like, what the hell? Why well, I mean, I think the argument uh, that the counter argument to what I'm saying is, you know, people maybe take a look at Halo and go, well, "Halo didn't introduce a new enemy with sure. every single iteration of that game." And I was like, "That's fair, right?" Like, so maybe they didn't need to introduce a completely new enemy type, but they just feel so. But it's a big universe, right? That's yeah, the thing. it just feels so samey. And, and if you want to fight, and I know that they didn't know they would have known in some respect if you want to fight the idea that this is destiny 1.5 make it not feel and look like destiny 1.5 right give it something that is dramatically different because again as somebody who wasn't super invested and hadn't sunk all this money and like i'm popping in I'm like oh great like i remember the traveler and oh these guys are here all right cool and i'm shooting shit but it would have been like why not branch out further and really change people and do yeah. it and you have to imagine for the next destiny that's what they're thinking about but it is also that they're trying to exist in that same universe i assume and give you that link to what it all is but you can't link your silver. <laughs> exactly. Or your emotes. <laughs> no, you can't. Sadly. Now, while we're on that, I shit on Destiny 2 a lot. I'm liking it, right? <laughs> but it's just. No, we're we're we're, venti- we're venting a little yeah. bit. I mean, and I had I'm plenty of time. I had plenty of issues. Wait, what? <laughs> I said I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had plenty of issues with the, with the original Destiny, but I put hundreds and hundreds of hours into that game, and I'm going to put a lot into this game because. At the end of the day, even though we have gripes about some of the art and some of the enemy types and the microtransactions, what Bungie has done so incredibly well is make such a rock-solid mechanical game that it's so much fun to play and it's so easy to play. That you can just keep playing it and all of the set dressing around it that we're having some issues with matters but doesn't matter so much that it takes that stops you from wanting to play and that is a a huge testament to the excellent work the design team and the programming team coders and engineers and everybody did you know oh it feels great yeah Yeah. i mean you know the gameplay is phenomenal but just as someone who does art and like i notice that shit and it just bums me out same thing with horizon where i could totally tell the I could see some uh, similarities to Mass Effect Andromeda, where the big important scenes in Horizon were totally like hand keyed animation, mocap, everything is perfect, and the one off like weird animations were totally just done procedurally. My brother's missing, and I don't know where he is. Yeah, where, <laughs> where in? <laughs> I never, I never got taken out of a a, a scene like that in Horizon ever. Uh, no, no, no. I, oh, at the, well, the first time I ran into that woman, where she was like, "Oh, my brother's gone off. He's gone, gone. He's gone, gone crazy. Help me." She did this. She did this thing. My brother's gone. He's gone, gone crazy. And I was like, are you, like, evil? Is your brother, you want me to kill him? I don't know. Like, you, you, could just, you could just totally tell where, where the scenes where they just used the fucking, they, hey, throw that fucking, uh, that script on there that just, like, auto-detects what mouth sounds are being used, and yeah, yeah. it just attaches, like, oh, yeah, you know, it wasn't hand-keyed at all. Yeah. But there's also the really good cutscenes. They're like, all right, they, this is a main one. They had to, like, work on this shit. I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. It comes from Brettley. It's long. I'll try to I'll try to skip unimportant stuff, but Brettley's fired up. This is greetings, kind of funny show hosts. Do 
to the game releasing yesterday for all of you console peasants. JK, I love my PlayStation. I have a question about Destiny 2. I played Destiny 1 on my PlayStation 4 since day one and loved it. But now, with Destiny coming to PC, I've decided to ascend my gameplay to PC. This is where all my friends will be playing, and the friends I played with the PS4 don't play games much anymore. But I was saddened to hear that I be receiving any, I won't be receiving any Destiny 1 rewards since I switched. But... I was actually more sad that Bungie didn't make it possible to play your account across different platforms. Final Fantasy XIV does. And, Greg, let me tell you, it wouldn't be so hard. Being an ex-Halo player and having the same Bungie account for that as I do for Destiny, all of my stuff is still there. Most MMOs, such as World of Warcraft and previously mentioned Final Fantasy XIV, work on an account system. No matter where you go, you can log into that account and you, ha- you have your characters. So why can't Destiny? As far as a PlayStation-specific loot, it would be disabled. I think he's talking about this stuff like... I think the answer here is something that I found very, very interesting about you now that I'm back to this Destiny thing and like how hardcore Destiny fans are. I asked on Games Daily, hey, if you're waiting for the PC version, why and what are you going to do? And everyone who wrote into that topic is like, I'm waiting for the PC version, but I'm also buying the PlayStation 4 version. I'm also buying the Xbox One version. So I can, I, the story won't get spoiled for me. And I just want to raid on PlayStation or on PC. That's what I really want to do. That's exactly what's happening here. Why in Halo was Bungie able to do that and uh, not and give you an account and everything's be fine and it's all there or whatever? Because I and I, maybe I'm totally getting up, but they didn't have a deal with Activision. And Activision is a company that knows how to make money, and they I think that they understand that you guys are this uh, group that are crazy enough. And if you are looking for the premier Destiny experience and you want those 60 frames per, per second, you know that that action matters to you. You're gonna buy that regardless of the fact that you already bought Destiny 2 to play with all your friends right now or play it right now and have a shot at it. Uh, that's my reasoning on why there isn't one why there isn't a, a account system because you think that people won't buy it on multiple platforms no it's because they will i'm saying that but b- i think that that would be a plug to let people have a, a save that goes anywhere bungie already saves your destiny data in the cloud because you can play no like, local save yeah so because when i i have i've played destiny on no less than three playstation 4s in the last 48 hours and the only way way i've been able to do that is because bungie saves all of my information in the cloud because you can pull it up on the app you can play it on any console that you're logged into so like that technology already exists for them it's already tied to your bungie account sure and so it it would make sense to me that activision likes making money i would buy two copies of Destiny 2, one for PC, one for PlayStation 4, if I could take my save to PC. But I can't. So now I'm probably just going to pick one platform mm-hmm. or the other instead of two. So do you think then the change here, the fly in the ointment, is the fact that they would love to do that, but Xbox and PlayStation won't play nice? Again, talking about Bungie and your your, your Halo saves, well, that's a different ball game, right? Yeah. That's Xbox slash PC or whatever. You don't right. have to worry about it. I guess it has to be that, but I don't. It doesn't make sense to me either because, as they mentioned, there's other games that do that as well, right? Final Fantasy. Yeah. But is Final Fantasy the only one? I, I doubt it, but it's that thing where it's so hard to reach out and figure that out, right? Yeah. Like DC Universe Online doesn't. I don't. I can't play my character on PC. They're different. It just. It seems like a. It seems like a miss to me, and maybe once the PC version actually comes out, they'll change their mind about that, Uh, because they could probably sell a lot more copies on PC if they let you. Yeah, I don't think. That's a great point. I don't think the people who are playing Destiny on console are not going to play on console because if they've been playing Destiny, 
you know, in that ecosystem, they have a clan. They probably have people they play with. The most hardcore players who play Destiny probably are going to play both. I think maybe where they're looking at losing players is PlayStation in particular, who has such a strong Destiny partnership. Yeah could potentially lose PlayStation 4 units to people who are like, well, I'm just going to wait and play this on, you know, PC and see, instead. that's the other argument we were making earlier on the, like, I guess, Games Daily yesterday or the day before and the fact of why is there this, this too much gap, this two-month gap? And I wonder if on some level it is because of some deal in the background. No, it, it almost certainly is a technical thing. You think so? Because if you think of many, many like PC... Carrie's Vision's right doing it? Many yeah. PC games get de- get a delayed release off of the console release. it's a complicated release. platform that should only be used for taxes. I said it. We're all thinking it. Should we use for Excel spreadsheets? Well, Clippy? Vicarious Visions coming off of an excellent release of Crash Bandicoot, so they're feeling good. Yeah, exactly. A console game. They're killing it right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Didn't come to PC. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it did not. They understand where their bread's butter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why there's a unified account, and I don't know about the two-month gap, but I would think it has something to do. I th- I, I'm with you. Okay, I can play it everywhere, so I'd play it everywhere, but I also think that Hey, if you pl- you like Destiny, you played Destiny on a console, and if you're a PC person, you begrudgingly did it last time around. So now that we're giving you the option, I think so many of them are still willing to buy it on PlayStation only to go over there and trade it, but then they don't care about the. Uh, then so okay. I mean, I think it. I, I think it comes down to not wanting to not wanting PC players to feel like what's the word I'm looking for. Like, because clearly you can go to PC and the competition is going to be a lot, you know, harder there, right? People playing on PC, mouse sure. And for keyboard. PvP, you're talking about, yeah, yeah for Crucible. I, I think Crucible. Yeah, I, I think multiplayer has something to do with it. I think it's the same reason why we don't have 60 frames per second on console. Wait, I'm confused. We're not talking about cross play. We're talking about cross save. Oh, just an account. Oh, right. I see what you're saying. So see, I also think that the, the other, my other thing would be that this is just co- complex and complicated now. Yeah. Right, and the fact that I'm bringing my save over, but I'm not playing with my friends or my fire team or my raid, you know, my my group or whatever. It doesn't matter. I think it, I I doesn't have it for a game like this where well, it's all about playing with each other. I mean, it matters to a certain extent, but like I have people who are playing. For example, Paragon is cross play and cross save for PS4 and PC. So I can swap hot swap between playing it on PC or playing it on PS4, and my account is the same no matter which platform I'm playing it mm-hmm. on, and. I have people who play Paragon only on PC, and I have people in my um, group that we play with that only play on PS4, and we use Discord to chat. And then, you know, we can play in the same team together with some people on PC and some people on PS4. And it works because a mobile, you know, the, the pinpoint fast accuracy of, you know, aiming isn't as important as it is in a sure. FPS. FPS. So, like, cross, cross play is a whole nother conversation. But cross save to me is like a is like a no brainer. Like what? Why? Why not? Why not let me do both? Why not let me play with some people on PC when I want to, and then take my character back on PS4 and play there when I want to? I mean, it's probably just a technical limitation. If it's going to make them more money and they can't do it, it's got to be technical. Or if it's going to take, if it's going to even it's, it's same thing you think of with any business, right? It's the the cost benefit analysis where yeah. it's like, all right, cool, we can do it, but. Is it really going to matter? Are people really going to care more about it? I mean, there's an argument that maybe they will. I think there's yeah. an argument that people will buy it no matter what. I would love to have it on. Uh, I would Switch. love that option because I <laughs> switch. Um, no, because I have a lot of friends back home who play on Xbox. And yeah, that that whole part of it does suck. But it is kind of nice starting over and 
Starting fresh with other friends. Except they can't have a beard. No new hairstyles. Fucking bullshit, dude. Sam wrote in and said the best new thing about Destiny 2. We've been talking a lot of hate. No facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't fuck it. It's the, it's the same shit, thing. dog. We haven't, we haven't gotten to probably the best new thing yet. What is it? Oh, get- you're, t- you're telling me yeah. we haven't yeah. literally gotten there yet. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, what, what have we talked about? I mean, I have seen like... I've seen some tweets saying like, hey, just finished the story. Can't wait for the, the rest of it or whatever, you know? Yeah. But I have uh, seen some of the tweets that are like, wow, just wrapped the story. Fucking amazing. Great job, Bungie. And so I don't know if like, is this, is this, does this game really end in a meaningful way? No, of course not. I can't. I they have the, the expansions. So <laughs> Jason Schreier says that it ends amazingly. Yeah. Huh. But I don't trust him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't trust Jason Schreier as far as we get throw him. Yeah. No, I'm excited to get to it and see what it's all about and see how it ends. Like that, That's why I feel like I'm behind, but I also don't want to rush it too fast. I also, when I go home and I play without you guys, it's like, oh, this isn't as much fun. What do you think is the best thing? I mean, it's the gameplay loop of it, It's which is, again, it's the exact same thing. It's what Destiny 1 got right. Yeah. It's what even as a you know person who was like, oh, this is fun. I enjoyed so much about it. The shooting feels so good. It feels rewarding. It's awesome to be in there and pop three headshots in a row, and then the blue Ingram starts like rolling down the hill, and you run and grab it. Like, oh, I can't wait to see what this is. Yeah, Jump in, turn out, and then it's like it's where I usually would want to go put a shader on it, but I don't. Yeah, maybe Ingram's decoding instantly in the field is mm. the best part of Destiny. Sure, yeah, yeah. Because that was always such a pain in the butt to have to run back to the tower to visit Fucking the Cryptarch. Crypt Even though I do kind of miss the Cryptarch. It Is was he, like a whole thing. Do you think he died? They haven't said. I had to hope that they didn't. He was like a fan favorite. He's going to be. we the, spent so much fucking time he's there. He's going to be the lore behind all of these fucking microtransactions. They're going to write him in as like the guy who's making you like rebuy. He'll be the one who comes back boxes. and saves it all. They'll be like, no, he, an end to this. What have you done in my absence? Like, You're complaining about the Cryptarch. Check this shit out. Andy, I have a question just for you. Chris Moore writes in and says, what features from Destiny 2 would Andy like to see in a new Armored Core title? That's a great question. I've been waiting. I'm so glad you got to this one, Greg. Uh, unfortunately, we ran out of time there. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, I'm on. Yeah. Then our final destiny question goes to Alex, who says, Hello, kind of fire team. Does having a silent protagonist help or hurt the campaign? Should they do this in the near future? I think he means out of voice. Um, it was interesting that they chose to not give the protagonist any lines this time around. Because there, there were last there time, were, right? there were li- It was limited, I but they were voiced a little bit. When I picked bit. my character and made Taylor Swift, I picked a human, Hunter, bam. And we, See, I are, don't remember that. Are we all Hunters this time too, right? You're Hunter. Warlock. You're, you're Warlock, okay. Hunter for you. Uh, I remember hearing it and immediately tweeting Susan Eisenberg about it. Wonder Woman from Justice League and be like, oh shit, you're in this and I, I mean, personal friends since up at noon. I'm like, oh man, I didn't know you were even, I didn't realize you were the character I would blindly pick or whatever. And I was like, ah, ha ha. And then now I, I get in there, I'm like, is she in this game? Like, I, uh, is yeah. there any lines for her? I totally don't even remember having speaking lines in Destiny Because 1. there were so few cutscenes where you had lines. Yeah. Or the v- lines that when there were cutscenes, you were like talking about dick jokes with your friends yeah. over mic or whatever. Yeah, I wish there were more. There are more cutscenes, but I wish there were more cutscenes with your character in them. I, I remember I screenshotted the opening cutscene of Destiny 2 because there's this great moment of you like in your ship with your ghost. And you get to like see your customized character, and you so rarely get to see your character like in a cutscene in Destiny, and that's that's a bummer. Yeah, see the same fucking hairstyles in Part One. <laughs> I liked my hairstyle though, so I'm okay with it. I wasn't gonna redo my character, but the fact that they didn't even give you the option for new players or for returning players that maybe wanted to go with a different class this time around. <sighs> yeah, let's close out. The Gamescast, episode 135, with this week in gaming. 
to honor the fallen Tim Geddes. Attacked we'll by a shark him. on a plane. We'll miss him. Three years ago, on September 9th, 2015, Destiny came out on PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. And what a time it was. What a, what a, what a ride. What a life. Mm-hmm. Now, here's why I hate Tim. It's because he always gets stuff wrong, and I get to call him on it. But when he gives me the information, I just read it. I don't catch it in time. Three years ago, he says, on December 9th, two, or September 9th, 2015. The first Tomb Raider. <laughs> doesn't make, no, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. It's two years ago. It was oh, two years ago. Fucking Tim, learn how to do math before you give me the I thought you were reading notes. another one. <laughs> Idiot. Everybody keep checking Tim on this. I don't trust him. Were you, did, for Destiny 1. Did it bite you? Because know, you were you were you were obviously super obsessed. You were obsessed-ish, right? Or, Nobody or... was more hyped than I was for Destiny One, dude. Why? Like I stole all of the fucking Destiny memorabilia, like the stuff that they gave you at Best Buy, all the display stuff. Yeah, yeah. I took all that shit home. I had it up on my walls. Like I was so fucking soaked for that game. Not only was it Bungie, right, but it was yeah. this, like they the way they sort of talked about it in articles, like in Game Informer and stuff. They talked about that it was going to be like their version of Star Wars, like. Yes, it's the sci-fi world, but there's some magic to it. And it's like, man, this sounds like the coolest fucking game ever. Um, and yeah, when it came out, I was there at launch, and I like had the collectors, all that bullshit or whatever. Um, <laughs> Where's all that collector stuff now? Oh, God. No, you know what? You know what I did? What? When when Dinklage was replaced with Nolan North. You threw it all, you burned it in the no, backyard. No, I rebought a ghost on eBay. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I, I I was like, I want I want part of Dinklage back, you know? Yeah. Um. This is how I played Destiny One, Andrea. I was I had just gotten my first job at a game studio, and my first like industry job or whatever. And what I would do is I would I would get to work at seven in the morning, and I'd leave at four p.m. and I would immediately get home and sleep until like eleven p.m. and then wake up and play Destiny with my friends who don't have jobs at home. So we'd be playing from like eleven p.m. until I had to go to work again. And I Whoa. was doing that. <laughs> Whoa! I, was doing, I, I did that. Intense, I did that for like a whole fucking month. It was unreal. Um, <laughs> but that's how much we loved it. And like you know, and I went to the whole. I got to farm on these damn spin metals, man. I got to sure. farm, you know. And and that's what really burned me out on it. So a lot of people, like when I told you I didn't play any of the expansions, a lot of people gave me the same reaction. Like, what? Really? I thought you were addicted to it. I was like, yeah. And I was like so addicted, I got so burned out that I just didn't give a shit about. Any of the rest of the of the game. That's sad because it got so good. That's what I heard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I played the shittiest part of it. <laughs> you really did. I'm you, sorry. Were you locked in from the very beginning? Day, well, you said alpha, right? You were playing from the alpha. Yeah, I played the alpha, played the beta, played all the expansions, did most of the seasonal content, like the uh, Festival of Hearts oh, and the, sure. the Halloween stuff and all that stuff. Every You'll day, have... showing my coworkers my fucking guardian on my phone, like yeah, and they like, like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, <laughs> How about? the new app oh i haven't used oh it oh my gosh don't even get me started it's all, it's all based on clans and no it's dude not there. Can't the, the old app was so good visually in the new app it's i like was all your social media i was no i was looking at it today but also your guardian looks like super low res i can't even see my guardian oh that sucks like that's no fun i i came up here and i was i op- i opened it up i don't even know where my guardian is i've clicked through all of the menus oh, your guardian's out on a mission duh yeah it's not there doing its thing. No, yeah, he, he's saving bad. the world. And see, the mine are just all coming soon. I don't even know where you go to see like your guardian stats. No, but that's the thing is before on the companion app, it was you great. Just spin them around. You could like yeah. see the way that you had your out your guardian the armor. You, you could see all your stats app? and. You ever use the old Probably. app? Probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I still have the Destiny well. timer app on my phone. That's that that's how deep cuts Destiny. You, I am tells you how you're playing. Or how no, long you're playing. the Destiny timer tells app the tells you where the public oh, events are. Oh, yeah. see, it's not it's not low. 
they're not managing it anymore. I remember the first time I realized what Destiny was, I think, is that it had come out in September, and then a month later, right? Yeah, two months later, a month later, whatever. Went to, I know what I mean, like addiction, because I played it and everybody liked it and blah, blah, blah. But it was, we went to New York Comic Con and Destin came, and Destin didn't go out to the bar that night because he had to hook up his PS4 and go find the Cryptarch because he, or whoever, because he was selling, Friday Zer, night, selling you got to get the exotic. Whatever. I was like, all right, dude, have fun. See ya. Don't hate me, Greg. It's one of the only oh. reasons I would bring my Vita on trip so I could remote play. That's fine. <laughs> no, as long as you're remote playing, as long as you're using the Vita, I don't care if you want to use it. I made a, uh, a little web comic about Zer because my friends and I from work were playing, and I think he had just like gotten this new thing from Zer. He's like, oh, check it out. And it was like the fucking ugliest helmet of all time. And I was like, dude, that helmet, that helmet looks disgusting. And he was like, well, yeah, I mean, it's really powerful, though. Like, it has great stats. And so I drew a webcomic of like, oh, I can't wait to go see what Zer's got. And it's a helmet with a big dick on it. <laughs> and like the guy's like, oh, my God. He's like, this thing can throw three Nova bombs in a row. Fuck yeah. Like, that's how we felt like the gear could look so shitty. But as long as the stats were great. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's the same way about. now, right? Where it's like I get guns that I don't like. I'm like, I'm an auto rifle guy. But I get this other gun. I'm like, well, that's oh, the stats are powerful. so much better. I, yeah. I did see a really sweet warlock chess piece. An exotic chess piece. I'll, I'll pull it up and show it to you afterwards. It's got wings. Oh, fuck. Hell yeah. It's I'm really get cool. That yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get it together. Six years ago, on September 6, 2011, Dead Island came out on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Didn't play it. Really? Didn't play it. Oh, I love Dead Island. It was uh, pretty good, actually. Yeah, no. The game with the most amazing trailer of all time that's, that in no way represented the actual like, game. I, that's what soured so many people on Dead Island <laughs> is that that trailer, that reveal trailer, is one of the best video game trailers of all time. So amazing, so insane, and you played the game, and it was not that at all. <laughs> but like, it, it had a bunch of problems, and people got there was bugs all over the place. But as I reviewed it for IGN, I remember I loved it. And I, same thing for uh, Dead Island Riptide. It was that same thing of like, all right, it's kind of broken, but fuck, it's fun. God, this <laughs> oh, is a fun game. That's the game I picked for the the worst game that I love panel. Yeah, right, that I did. exactly. It was just the same thing. It's they they, they made it easier to search bags because that was the first part of Dead Island. Or of like, you wake up in your hotel room and you come out, and there's just like. A trillion bags. The first fifteen minutes is like opening bags, opening bags, getting money, all stuff. Because you need like resources and shit. Oh sure. Uh, eight years ago, on September 9th, two thousand nine, that checks out. Good job, Tim. The Beatles Rock Band came out on Xbox Ooh, 360. Man, let me tell you, Greg. Yeah. So many days of working at Best Buy with that fucking game playing in the background. I would be in the in the PCHO section, personal computing at home. Thank office, you very much. Thank you. And just fucking, she loves you, yeah. Like nonstop, Amazing. but it blew me away because I love the stylistic art. Oh yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, the characters looked awesome. It was for me. That was the time when that came out. I think I was we had all gotten over. That was like our first thing where we were over Rock Band to an extent where it wasn't like because it used to be IGN was like all about Rock Band and Guitar Hero where mm. we would just stay at the office till three in the morning playing the demo room. Joe Rich Mac and Stan just up there on stage, right? What, yep. That's her name, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that, that's them, all right. <laughs> yeah, but the roommate I had at the time was a friend from college, and she had just moved to San Francisco. We moved in together, and I, when she moved in, she moved in with a PS3. It's like, what the? F you don't play games. She she only played Fallout, and then she bought fucking Beatles Rock Band and played that nonstop. I was like, all right, more power so to good. you. Good. Eleven years ago, on September fifth, twenty no, twenty oh six, I guess. <laughs> Logo Roco came out on PSP. 
not Patapon, which is the problem. I, I, really I never like liked that so many people like Loco Roco more than Patapon. So I have a chip on my shoulder about that. I remember that being on display at Best Buy as yeah. a demo. Yeah, people, a lot of people stuck with it. 16 years ago, September 9th, 2001, Advance Wars came out on Game Boy Advance. Uh. Come on now. Come on now. Where the fuck is another Advance Wars, Andy? I don't remember a goddamn thing about that game. But you remember it was great, Fog of War. You remember playing yeah. and enjoying it. Great yeah. cover. Yeah. yeah. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. We need another one. That's what it's all about. Get it together. Andrew has found your warlock chess piece. What's it called? Wings of the Sacred Dawn. Wings, Wings of, of Sacred Dawn. Dawn. Isn't it beautiful? That looks fucking... It looks like Mercy, kind of. That is really pretty. Uh, 18 years ago, on September 9th, 1999, the Sega Dreamcast came out. Ah. Yeah. I was uh, a Sega kid through and through, and then the Saturn broke me. And I remember they released that Dreamcast, and I was like, fuck you guys, I hope you fail. And then I'd go to Target after school in high school and play Crazy Taxi on the demo kiosk. And I almost broke down, and uh, my friend Mike O'Brien at the time was just like, dude, don't worry. In like seven months, the PlayStation 2 is coming out. Just wait. You can wait. Don't buy a Dreamcast. I was like, all right. Made the right choice. Obviously, this is not at the release date. This is later on, but whatever. Uh, 19 years ago, on September 3rd, 1998, Metal Gear Solid came out on the PlayStation in Japan. Oh. Yes. What What a great day. That day changed me because I lived in Japan at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 19 years ago on September 9th, 1998, Spyro the Dragon came out on PlayStation. And uh, uh, Tim puts in here, hashtag unleash the dragon. Dude, unleash the fucking dragon. Spyro was the game that when I was on, you know, I'm playing my PS1. Sure you are. All my friends had Mario 64 and their Banjo-Kazooie's and these open world games where you could just run around wherever. And I was like, well, with Crash, I'm just kind of like, I'm either going straight, I'm going left and right. But Spyro came out. I was like, holy shit, this game, I can fly to all these different little islands. Uh, I was I addicted. Fly. I loved Spyro the Dragon. Even more so in Skylanders. No, just no, kidding. Yeah, God, no way. Just kidding. 18 years ago on September 7th, 1999, Final Fantasy VIII came out to the PlayStation. And then 20 years ago on September 7th, 1997, Final Fantasy VII came out to the PlayStation. Didn't play either. I was going to say, we're not a huge fucking dorks, so we didn't play these games. You know what I mean? Am I right, Andrea? Yeah. <laughs> we ain't no dorks. Dorks. And what? then 22 years ago on September 9th, 1995, the Sony PlayStation came out in America. Uh, fucking startup sound. Yeah, yeah. to I remember going to Patrick Finella's house. I was the video game kid, I always said, right, growing up. Going to Patrick Finella's house for some junior high party. We were all meeting there before the movies. And he was playing. He was, he, he had people down there. We all went down there. He had a, he had a PlayStation. And he was playing uh, whatever, Madden or NFL Game Day or whatever it was. And I remember me and Poe looked at it and we're like, this is a baby's toy. Are we playing the Sega Saturn? Are we <laughs> or whatever it was. And I guess yeah. not Saturn yet. We play in the Genesis or whatever. You know what I mean? My dad, we was, like, Madden. My dad was like, no, you got to get the PlayStation man like it's on a cd those graphics are going to be better on a disc yeah my dad was like a big sony like geek back in the day or whatever did he also have laserdisc no shockingly no but my dad was all about like good sound system good entertainment system nice tv like awesome there was always like fucking like 14 speakers surrounding our our living room whatever um but i was at a one of my brother's baseball games and like i'm gonna go get your playstation after this like fuck yeah dude nice and uh had that demo with parappa Tony Hawk, and then my buddies were playing Resident Evil 2. I was like, this shit looks very violent. <laughs> I don't know if I should <laughs> You know, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm I very think, scared. <laughs> no, I was right. Yeah, we were playing Madden all the time on the Saturn. And I remember, and I remember, you want to hear like one of the, this is, and I, this is the thing where I tell you now on the shows all Are you stuff. about to do a sports reference? 
No. Oh, damn it. I mean, okay. I'm talking about a sports game. Is that okay. good enough for you? No, I thought you were going to be on a show like Eddie George or like some old oh, no. athlete. Oh, <laughs> no. I mean, what, he was on one of them, 2001. He was I think, on one of them. He was them, on yeah. that in 2001. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I remember this, like, you want to talk about fanboys and being blind and stupid, you know what I mean? And I was a Sega fanboy through and through. Hated Nintendo for no reason. Just refused to acknowledge that Nintendo games. don't. Fuck them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I remember literally one of the arguments I had about why this PlayStation game was stupid is that the graphics weren't good. Okay, maybe they weren't that great. And then the fact that it was... Uh, X circle square triangle. Like, what the fuck is that? It's not even. Is it, we play with ABC or whatever. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Play games. Enjoy yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the kind of funny games cast episode one hundred and thirty-five. Rest in peace, Tim Geddes. Thank you for joining us. We'll get, we're gonna find that shark though. We're gonna get him. Yeah, I heard he piloted the plane. <laughs> really? He went undercover he immediately. Hated Tim put on the pilot's hat and then and flopped in there and uh, just took the controls. We're gonna be landing. Yeah. <laughs> Andrea, Tim? Andy, thank you so much for joining me. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. We'll see you soon online in Destiny Two. That's right. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get the show early, go to patreon.com slash kinda funny games. You can get it so early. You can watch it as we record it live. That's what so many are doing it right now. You can get it later on uh, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames is an on-demand video or on-demand audio. And then, of course, it's free as one big show the following Monday. I think I got everything. I think I covered it. You know, Tim, at this point, Tim usually doesn't even do anything. He's just tired. He's just like, whatever, bye. But I'll still say, till next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Be safe, guardians. Eyes up. Well, that sure was a kind of funny games cast, wasn't it? Click here to subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Click down here to check out our games Patreon. Click up here. Check out the playlist for kind of funny games daily, a show you should be watching each and every day. And click down there to watch party mode. Ah! Kind of like Sliced Alone. <laughs>